the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 WVBA Talk Show of the Year, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Thursday the 10th, and you're tuned in to Panhandle Sports Live, brought to you by Sutton oh, and Janelle. No, no Full Panhandle Live. Oh, did I say Sports Live? <laughs> yeah, you did. Let me restart. It's okay. You guys have so restart, much fun st- going on over there. So It is Thursday the 10th. You're tuned in to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service <laughs> law firms of West Virginia and Maryland, uh, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonandJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Marsha, good morning. Good morning. It's It's been a day with the, the tech around here. <laughs> it has been a day as uh, I'm trying to get my email back up, although it should work now. But anyways, yes, it has uh, certainly been a day. It's been like an old school radio through here today. It, it really has. I'm learning skills. Thank you for, for teaching me the things that you've taught me. Of course. You know, so so actually, we didn't have to get you out of bed this morning to come and rescue us. That's what I was going to say. That's the best part about it is that uh, you guys can handle some of this stuff. Love it. Nice. All right. Anyway, so you can actually teach an old dog new tricks. That's right. I'm living That's proof right. of this. Anyway, so uh, as we've been mentioning all week, um, it's a special time for us here uh, at the radio station cluster and uh, veterans in particular. We love to celebrate our veterans. Veterans Day is coming up tomorrow. To that end, we're highlighting some of our um, our great men and women in uniform. And our first guest, um, there are guests on the line, I'm hoping, 167th Airlift Wing Lead Recruiter Master Sergeant Jeremy Grove and Technical Sergeant Matthew Ramsey. Hopefully I got all that right. Welcome in. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having us. So is it both of you? Uh, it's just myself right now. Okay, so... so Sergeant Ma- Grove. Okay, well, welcome in, Sergeant Grove. Thanks for being here. First of all, how are things going just broadly at the 167th? Things are going really well here. Um, everyone uh, is in high spirits, and uh, just everyone loves being a part of this unit, and... Uh, the morale is super high here. So I have to ask, I was out walking yesterday, mm-hmm. saw the, saw C, C-17s a couple of times. Are you guys extra busy right now, or did I just notice like that? So are you taking advantage of these nice days we've had? Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're constantly flying, uh, keeping up with the training requirements. Um, as the pilots always have to keep up with um, their uh, flying hours and everything. So uh, I like to refer to those C-17s as our flying billboards uh, <laughs> around Berkeley County. Which brings us to recruitment. So um, what are some of the high points of flying for the 167th? Well, one of the cool and uh, unique things with our unit here at the 167th is um, we get to serve in the Air Force uh, in several different roles. Uh, One of the main roles is we help and assist with our active duty uh, component. So they always um, are needing assistance and everything, and they call upon us to help fly uh, worldwide missions. And uh, and uh, just it's uh, just a great opportunity to be able to support the uh, the mission. 
now of, of the Air Force. Now, with it being uh, Air National Guard, correct? I want to make sure I'm saying that right. Um, with it being Air National Guard, that doesn't mean if you do enlist, I mean, uh, you're not full-time, right? I mean, you still have your, you know, I guess, civilian life also. Correct. Uh, when young men and women join here, uh, they uh, their requirement is to serve uh, the one week and a month and two weeks a year. So we do have a lot of full-time folks out here as well that can serve in a, a full-time role. But the initial requirement joining is uh, the one weekend a month, two weeks a year, which allows them to maintain their civilian uh, careers and or take advantage of uh, the college benefits to uh, pursue a college degree. So what does one of those weekends look like? I mean, is it as easy? I'm sure there's some build-up to this, but is it as easy as uh, showing up on Friday, hopping into a plane and flying around all weekend? <laughs> yeah, so they, they, they show up on uh, Saturday mornings and uh, they'll do their roll calls and uh, go through their training requirements. Uh, the biggest thing on drill weekends is just to make sure they can maintain their, uh, their current training requirements and also to get the work done that needs, needs done on the aircraft and just to keep, uh, keep those planes in the air. So, you know, you mentioned that this is a part-time commitment. Some of, some of the folks who fly for you actually have jobs in commercial um, airlines, right? Yes. So one of the unique things about our uh, our location here in Eastern Panhandle is being so close to uh, several major airports, uh, such as BWI, Dulles, Reagan National. Uh, a lot of our pilots do fly commercial and, uh, and serve, serve their country flying more for us. Can people serve in the 167th who have other skills? Maybe they don't fly? Uh, yes. So as a recruiter, one of the things that I always uh, explain to people who are thinking about joining is if you think of the military, you just think of it as uh, basically a small city, a small town, and we have every job that requires uh, to run that town. We have everything from uh, um, our medical clinic. We have our own fire department, our own security forces, which is our military police, uh, cooks, doctors, um, our computer guys. Uh, so we have everything that uh, is required to get the mission done. Well, you talk about those big planes being your billboards. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you uh, well presented those billboards across Rams Stadium for their Military Appreciation Day for a flyover. Well, two flyovers, I think it ended up being. Uh, what's that like? You know, because you don't see that too much in small towns like this, especially when it comes to small colleges and football games. I like Shepard. Of course, you're used to seeing it at a Ravens game or a Commanders game or something like that. That's got. I mean, it's special for us, the fans, and I know the players as well. But that's got to be pretty special uh, for you folks that are up there. You know, flying the flyover. Yeah, it's great just to. Uh just to get out there and uh, let people know what we do. And it's just a great representation of, uh, of what, what our mission is and just to remind people of uh, what we do and who we are. So I, I love the flyovers. Our guest this morning is 167th Airlift Wing Lead Recruiter Master Sergeant Jeremy Grove. Now you are a recruiter, so you must really believe in this program. So what's your story? So my story started out, I joined the Air Force uh, in February 2003. Uh, I, served, I started out active duty. I did most of my time in North Carolina, Florida, and England um, up till 2012. Um, and then I switched into recruiting, and I transferred here to the 167th. 
in October 2015. Um, just being involved involved with recruiting for so long, it's just uh, I love sharing my story. I love giving the opportunity and uh, all the seniors and the high schools and stuff that we get out to just to give them the opportunity to uh, be part of something bigger than themselves and uh, just take advantage of what the military has to offer. Well, Sergeant Grove, before we let you go, I want to let you uh, have enough time to let people know where to go uh, to find out more about the 167th. Maybe they uh, are interested in signing up or where they can find you if they want to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, uh, our recruiting team here is uh, is the best around. We have uh, we have a tech tech sergeant Josh Weber. Uh, his number is three zero four eight three nine nine one four five. And then we have tech sergeant Matt Ramsey. He can be reached at three zero four eight three nine nine one four eight. And uh, we just love talking to people and having them come to the base and check out their opportunities uh, and what they can do and uh, serve here. Master Sergeant Jeremy Grove wanted to ask you too: Will the, will the base be doing anything in particular for Veterans Day, or will you um, be participating uh, regionally, in maybe the parade and that kind of thing? Um, we are actually our recruiting team. We are heading to Morgantown for uh, the football game this weekend against Oklahoma. We'll be setting up a recruiting tent at the main entrance to the stadium and uh, participating up there and. Uh, having our recruiting efforts up there well, for, Sarge- for their Veterans Day weekend. Well, Sergeant Grove, thank you for joining us for a little bit here on Panhandle Live today. All right. I appreciate you having me. Thank you. Take care and happy Veterans Day. Hey, thank you very much. And that was lead recruiter, Master Sergeant uh, Jeremy Grove from the 167th Airlift Wing. Uh, it's really cool, the stuff that they do. I mean, of course, I know everybody knows uh, about the planes flying over and things mm-hmm. doing laps around uh, the area. But you might think that that is just them goofing off or something. But it's for a real purpose and a real cause. And they do a real good job over there. I, I wanted to ask, but I didn't ask, like... Can, can doughy middle-aged women, you know, be recruited now? I, I think the answer is What do you think your not. job would be? I think I'd do something in communications. You think? Oh, yeah. You don't think you'd be like a mechanic or anything? Oh, they wouldn't let me near those planes. You kidding me? Ask my husband. Yeah, I would I would take it apart and it would never go back together. <laughs> no, like so. you said, there's jobs. There's all kinds of different jobs. You can be a barber. Mm-hmm. You can be You could sell like at the, you know, the, uh, what do they call it? The... Uh, the word? Canteen. Yeah, it was something like that. What is that called? Oh, I can't remember. Oh man. Well, anyway, they're little at the shop. I don't yeah. know if they have a shop on that base, but. Oh, oh what is that? Someone's called? screaming at us right now. I, know, I can't remember radio. now. Well, we'll think about it during the break. We'll come back. We'll keep <laughs> we'll things see. going here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Live and local, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm, serving us Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewinner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. And Marsha, we have some guests joining us in the studio. Some special guests. First of all, <clears throat> we have uh, Steve Catlett. You know him as a the former director of the Martinsburg Berkeley County Parks and Rec Department. Longtime uh, voice on our airwaves as well, but also newly elected County Councilman, welcome in and, and congratulations. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us this morning. And uh, he's joined by Barb Frankenberry, who wears many hats, and I'm not sure what your official title is 
here today, <laughs> but welcome in. Well, my official title here today is the fact that um, uh, several years ago, there was not going to be a Veterans Day program, and our Shenandoah Valley Chapter DAR took it on, and we had one so that it, it would not go unnoticed. And um, it, it was rainy. Mm-hmm. It was a rainy day, and it worked out great. And many of the people showed up who were wanting to lay wreaths and all. So I'm, I'm here to promote Veterans Day. And what Steve and, and many have been working on with the Doughboy Monument. So we know the Doughboy was <clears throat> missing in action for a little bit, getting rehabbed, <laughs> right? That was weird to drive through town and not strange. see it. Mm-hmm. But tell us, mm-hmm. give us the update and all the, the amazing stuff that's happening this week. Well, it's it's completely finished at this point, and if you've driven by uh, the park at, at night and see it, the light shining on it, it's just amazing. It's an awesome uh, memorial, uh, the nicest memorial in Berkeley County, I think, and um, it's gotten a lot of great positive feedback, and it, it was such an interest to the community because not only does it have the 41 fallen heroes from World War One on the uh, first front plaque, but it also has uh, 1,027 names of Berkeley Countyans that served during World War One, so I can't tell you how many people have family that mm-hmm. was on that on those plaques, and so uh, and so we thought that uh, we'd like to do a rededication of it, and the perfect time would be at Veterans Day. Uh, I can't believe all the nice weather we had and the forecast for tomorrow. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Barb put it in perspective: uh, the soldiers didn't get a day off. That's right, and uh, wow. they had to deal with the weather. So we're going to do it uh, during the Veterans Day program. If we need to, we'll, there'll be people put under the main pavilion, like we've mm-hmm. done with concerts over mm-hmm. right. here. And then when we get up on top of the hill to dedicate to Doughboy, they're actually going to be a, a meeting with uh, the park staff here uh, later this morning. They're going to put up a large tent and have some smaller tents so people can be out of the elements. So. so just to, to clarify, we've got a Veterans Day parade that's happening on Saturday, but this Correct. Doughboy rededication is happening on the actual day, Veterans Day, which is tomorrow. Right. Yes, definitely. Right. And and we will have a separate program for Veterans Day, okay? And then we'll go up on the hill. Well, we may already be up there, but um, we're going up to rededicate the Doughboy Monument. We have um, the Elks Club has donated a, a beautiful granite bench, mm-hmm. and Steve's going to be um, working with that and and he really is excited about his interpretive display that, that he has. Why don't you share well, a little we, bit about that? You've wanted that for a long yeah, time. I, I still We still want to do one for War Memorial Park in the history mm-hmm. of the park. But what we've done, and it's going to be unveiled tomorrow, is an interpretive exhibit about the Doughboy itself. So when visitors come to the park and look at it, they can read about it and understand how it you know, came about. In fact, there's a, there's a picture on the exhibit of the 1925 dedication downtown. Wow. So, wow. It's well, amazing. All all the gentlemen have hats on at that time, you know, so you you can really see the time classy. period. Yeah, it certainly yeah. dressed a little bit different for things oh, yeah, uh, yeah. back then. But the, I think the Doughboy statue certainly has found its its rightful and proper home there uh, no uh, at the park. I mean, it just looks perfect. Per- perched up there on top of the hill, you have the other monuments kind of you know scattering down uh, yes. past yeah. it down You're the hill. Exactly I mean, it looks right. perfect up there. You're exactly right. It was it was wedged in between those two buildings, mm-hmm. and a lot of people had no idea that mm-hmm. that he even existed. Yep. Well, and, and this is yeah. this is. Well, just let me say perfect. this: uh, five or six years ago, the, the women's auxiliary from the American Legion approached myself and one of our board members about moving it to the park, and they wanted it there, and it didn't happen. Well, over time, then the Department of Education, who owned the 
grounds in the building where the Doughboy on uh, 300 West King Street stood, uh, contacted the community and said, we're going to sell the property. So if you want the Doughboy, you need to get it off the property. So wow. so we moved it and stored it for a year and a half, finally got the funds together, yep. city, state, and county, yeah. and uh, got it done, got it refurbished. And, and, you know, back five years ago or so, there was some opposition about moving it. But the problem is, if we did move it, we could have lost it. And second of all, now since we've moved it, no one's complaining anymore. Oh. They said, man, this is the perfect place for it. Yeah, so. once you see it there, especially when the leaves were changing with the backdrop there with that, I mean, it just looked absolutely perfect. And this is kind of a niche question, which I don't, I'm going to try and ask this without uh, revealing too much. Now, I know that their geocaching is big around here. Mm-hmm. And I know that there was a geocache somewhere near the old Doughboy mm-hmm. location. Now, I don't know. I, and if you do know anything, I don't want you to give out where it might have gone or where it might have put. But did that geocache location maybe make the move also towards War Memorial Park? Yeah, it didn't affect that at all. But, that, you know, there's geocaching uh, uh, sites all in the uh, mm-hmm. park system throughout Berkeley County. Mm-hmm. Several at Poorhouse Farm. And, uh, Is that right? He's sending you, you up would, the mountain. Well, I, you, I think you, they're would, you, you wouldn't believe all the visitors that come there oh, geocaching yeah. from states all across eastern United States. It's mm-hmm. amazing. I didn't even know about it until, I mean, my family went to the beach a couple of years ago and um, saw people all around this rock, like digging yeah. for things. We're like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. oh, we're geocaching. And I downloaded the app. And when I looked at, uh, you know, Martinsburg in the area, it was just filled with stuff. So yeah. I wanted to mention or bring that up to see if that might have made the move. So I, I want to get like the, the uh, details about the um, the Veterans Day event in just a minute. But, but I do want to ask you, Steve, uh, because we've had a, a good amount of uh, information come out in the past month or so about major park expansions. That has mm-hmm. to make you feel so good to know that Spring, oh, Spring Mills is getting a park, yeah. Inwood's getting a park. And, of course, the acquired property at the Poorhouse Farm Park, mm-hmm. 70 acres. That's 70 just, acres is huge. That's incredible. 70 acres. Uh, it, it went on the market for sale, and uh, we started reaching out to try to figure out a way how to obtain it. And, it, you know, if, if somebody bought it privately, uh, you may never have that opportunity again. So, fortunately, uh Scott and Stan Roach stepped up and purchased the property several years ago and held it until the county got in position to buy it. And I told them I can't thank them enough. I the community should be indebted to them for a long time because you know it's our large the largest park in our community is the poorhouse. It was 140 acres. Now it's going to be over 200 acres. <laughs> the next largest is 30 acres. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and, and ask uh, him what, so, what's he going to do with it, right? Well, but, well, before I ask you that, I mean it's impressive that you're able to keep that kind of land or that much land spaced out for you know parks mm-hmm. and green space, especially in an area like this where I mean land's so expensive. I'm mm-hmm. sure people have right. offered pretty penny to uh, mm-hmm. be able to develop on that land and on different parks land. So uh, it's very cool and impressive that you've been able to do that but like marcia was alluding to uh what's the park going to look like is it extending maybe well, towards it goes towards the north mm-hmm. uh, okay. the whole north side almost and uh the park board is working on a master plan and they're working on a plan also just for that new acreage mm-hmm. uh the you know the poor house is a special place and it's a natural place where you have the street there's more creek frontage on the new property than there is in the mm-hmm. park but oh, with really? the lake the creek the trails you can just expand all that yeah. And, you know, during COVID over the last several years, busiest place in Berkeley County because mm-hmm. you could go there, feel good about yourself, well-being mentally mm-hmm. and physically, and social distance and be safe. And I've been advocating for a long time, and hopefully as a council person, we need a 100-plus acre park in north and south Berkeley County. Right. Well, we love all the expansions, and, of course, it wouldn't have happened without your leadership. We really appreciate all that you have done and continue to do in the county. Um, but also, I, I think – it 
deserves to be recognized that the Roach family, um, oh, you know, absolutely. Rock's convenience store, if you want to support them. Um, that was a huge, um, a huge thing that they did for the county. Yeah, it was. Stan, Stan and uh, Scott uh, are the two that stepped up. And um, like I said, uh, the, the, res- the positive results from that uh, will be lasting for many, many generations to come. And uh, it's Four House is a special place. And, and like I said, we need more special places mm-hmm. as this community continues to grow. They don't make land anymore, right. so right. we better protect some uh, for the future. Well, and of course, the big event tomorrow at War Memorial Park. And uh, so give us the details if someone is just tuning in and they want to know about when to show up and, and where to be. Well, Veterans Day is always on November the 11th, and we always say 11, 11, 11. Mm-hmm. So it's the 11th month, 11th day, and the 11th hour. And we will start with our Memorial Day um, program then, and then, then we will... And we will have the laying of the wreath. So if somebody has a wreath that they would like to lay in honor and memory, we actually have two people who are coming that have their uncle who is on the the monument and their grandfather. Wow. And yeah, I know. That's, that's special. Yep. Deb and Jeff Miller. So, hmm. um, we're, and they actually heard us on the radio and contacted me because, sorry, <laughs> And uh, wanted to know about this and wanted to know how they could become involved. Mm-hmm. So, That's awesome. But one of the new things that we're having this year, we, we actually came up with a committee of uh, people interested with VFW, American Legion, um, Park Park Board mm-hmm. p- people, mm-hmm. DAR, um, retirees. We're both retirees now. Uh, veterans group from the uh, Elks is going to be right. involved now. Yeah. And um, and and this year, Steve, I think you you said something about wonder if they would you know somebody would would have food oh, afterwards oh. because we're going to be there from eleven yeah. o'clock and then do the the doughboys. So we want to thank the morning um, rotary and noon rotary. and the noon rotary because the people can go by the concession stand, pick up their food, yeah. and, and go with it. Uh, the reason being, if it's raining. I don't think they want to sit out. No, no. Uh, that, but the pavilions so, are nice we have, there. We have yeah. a pavilion there to keep you dry. <laughs> that's right. And, and let me tell the you, the good thing is the temperature is going to be in the mid sixties too, so that's oh, going to that help. Will, it's still not, be nice. It's not yeah. going to be a cold ring, right? Though. It'll be a, it'll be a big help. But we we decided last night we started talking. We said, ooh, well, actually, it was yesterday, wasn't it? We we really had to come up with a plan so that people knew they wouldn't get drenched, mm. right? And so this way they won't. Yeah, bring an umbrella, okay, mm-hmm. and. Um, Come out and honor those people. We always say, you know, past, present, and future, because Memorial Day is just for the those who gave gave all. And um, this is something that we can honor Mm -hmm. people who have served our country. Absolutely. Well, thank you all for joining us today. It's a very special. Well, the Doughboy. It's uh, the story behind it. As a newbie to the area, I mean, I grew up in Hagerstown and from that way, so I kind of knew about it, but didn't. And learning the story behind it, uh, seeing the transition from downtown to, I think it's rightful place in War Memorial Park has been very special. So thank you all for joining us today. Thanks for having us. You go ahead. Did you know that War Memorial Park? The reason why it's called War Memorial Park. Why is that? Because they planted a tree for every soldier who was killed in action during World War One and World War Two, correct? Is that right? Yes, sir. It, it was named to serve as a living memorial mm-hmm. to those those, I did not those know that. people that sacrificed the ultimate supreme And they sacrifice. each had a bronze plaque. And Steve, 
with his infinite wisdom, you know, he's uh-huh. co- collected these things. And, yeah. um, and of course, the, the roots grew up. And, of course, they started to push him up out of the way and all. But they did not throw him away. Mm-hmm. They have him. He's done, you know, talks and right. shown them to people. And uh, That's very that, neat. that is important. Honestly, a lot of people in our community have no idea why it's called War Memorial right. Park. And now that's one thing that I'm trying to Absolutely. Well, get it's across a very, to people. It's a great park. I live. I mean, I have to go pretty much through it every day going home from work, and uh, I, I just mm-hmm. love it. Just, I mean, the natural beauty, and then, of course, the uh, memorial aspect of it is very special. So, again, thank you all for joining us today on Panhandle Live. Thank you. And we'll uh, step aside. We'll come back for more on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm, serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. And Marsha, there's somebody alongside you. Yes, one of our favorite guests ever. That's right. City National Bank's Becky Linton is with us, and you've got a different job at City National Bank, but as usual, you are here to hype up Christmas Cash for Kids, which is in its 17th year. Welcome in. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, yes, I retired um, April Fool's Day. And, and Go so, figure. So everyone thought it was a fool, but it wasn't. And so I've been enjoying the last, what, six months, and uh, it's been uh, it's been a great great time and but I didn't want to just stop completely so that's why I um I decided to stay on is it's called community engagement officer mm-hmm. so I work you know some weeks 5 hours 10 hours but whatever you want to is that kind of what is what my passion is okay. and what I what I um what I care about and what I want to do so many times people um they ask, they accept positions on boards and and if you don't really, really, really have a passion for going to meetings mm-hmm. for that particular um, cause, then, you know, you, you get burnt out. So that's why, you know, 17 years of Christmas cash for kids, you can't get burnt out on helping kids. <laughs> well, and like we, we were talking off air and like you've said uh, hundreds of times, I think, here uh, on Panhandle Live. I mean, this Christmas cash for kids, it's it's a special thing for you. I mean, personally, it's a very mm-hmm. special. It's not just something that you got linked up with mm-hmm. when you you know started a new job or something like that. I mean, this is something that's your project. Like you said, your passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, the first year and the people that was a crisis. And so we responded literally, it was 150 kids, a couple of days, I'd say three or four days. And I responded, the radio put out a plea. Um, your radio station is awesome. And they've been doing this um, for, from the day one and chamber of commerce did uh, email blast to the United way. So I responded and um, didn't realize that I was going to get so involved that weekend. And it changed my life. The families, the kids that uh, this one particular um place we went to to deliver gifts it was the 23rd and we couldn't find the person to deliver to because she didn't she left the address but not a phone number so Mm. we we delivered it and the kids I could hear in the background and the we snuck the gifts in and it was really cool and um so we had give the lady um the gifts and I said why why didn't you put your phone number she said well the DHHR the case manager said there was no hope. There just wasn't any money. Mm-hmm. And the difference of this program is so many of the other organizations cut off early, and it's totally toys. Yeah. And this we take care of teenagers and a family. So if you have four kids 
and they're three, six, eight, and fifteen. The fifteen-year-old, you know, that's that's a different, yeah. you know, that's a different gift, and it's higher expensive to get that gift. So that's um, that's why we started it. Kathy Bradley, um, the DHHR manager, region, she's been a part of this. The United Way uh, City started it. The radio station. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a group effort to get the word out. So the company, my company city uh, supports me to do this. And so that's why I stayed on as community engagement. It was so, lovely. Cause we had the kickoff, um, just last, was it, was mm-hmm. it last, it was last mm-hmm. week. It yeah. was. Um, and city national bank gave a starter check as mm-hmm. they usually do. And, um, I know they, they involve a lot of their employees. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were dressed up for Christmas and all of that. We made the front page and, um, that was a lot of fun. But you will also be involved in some of the activities related to Christmas Cash for Kids, including the the uh, boot drives mm-hmm. and, and that. So talk about that a little bit. Well, we have two boot drives um, at Olive Garden. That's a place if you all go through there, it's 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 stop. a private private <laughs> road, yeah. and you have to stop. So that's when Olive Garden's great great partner. They allow us to do that. Uh, so we have two coming up, and. Um, December 3rd and this the I think it's next weekend yes next Saturday and then December 3rd we have that and the employees go out they dress up in their Christmas attire and and we do get a good response and the whole idea of this campaign was every penny counts so we're not asking for people to write big checks which Mm -hmm. people do write big checks but if everyone just does a little bit or throws their 50 cents into the container at rocks, which rocks is a God's a blessing to us because they have so many locations and they're locally owned. They have, they care about our local communities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so many, the, the chains do wonderful things, but they do national organizations. So I don't know if it comes back to the local kids. I don't, I can't attest to that, but I know that that's why the local organizations right. and the local companies are always worried about and helping those in need in the panhandle. Well, speaking of the panhandle, um, it's, it's amazing to me, remarkable that um, you've been able to expand this into Jefferson and Morgan counties uh, with a special emphasis in pawpaw. Mm-hmm. Pawpaw is, um, you know, it's a, the poverty levels are higher than a lot of places. So the schools actually up there, the teachers and the administration help with the choosing of the children. They've went out before and bought, you know, um, mittens and socks and anything, sweaters and anything, coats, anything that the kids need. And so we have done that for the last several years. But the reason we expanded, of course, United Way of Eastern Panhandle covers Eastern Panhandle, and it's always was the goal to cover everybody. And so we do that now because you need people out in the elves, I call them out. <laughs> the elves out in the trenches, Becky's they take, they take um, the containers out to the businesses. And uh, and so people throw, and I get, we go around and collect them. And you'd be amazed at, at the, the change that how it adds up. And that's how it's done. And so it's not... Okay, we're not saying, okay, would you write a check for $500? If somebody can do that, we certainly are not going to turn it down. Right. But the whole idea is just thinking the community does a small amount. Everybody can afford a dollar. Nobody's going to mm-hmm. you know, suffer from that. So and, and these children, the, the stories, I was talking to a minister. He had seen it on the paper, and he his church wanted to help Maplewood Baptist Church. And the pastor called me, and we talked about the history. And I was telling him some of the stories about the children 
And so many of them came to us through the radio station because they would call here, they would hear Roner, they would talk to you, they would call the, you all personality, radio personalities, and you all would refer we go them by, to we, go, we prefer celebrities, but... Okay, what celebrities? <laughs> so anyway, but afterwards, remind me, I'll get your autograph. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Might be so, worth something someday. Yeah. So anyway, um, so anyway, so... I was telling the stories about the children of the 17 years and one particular um, story was of mother with four and we, we had, we had some special times with them and that young man has, has graduated from college and um, come from, you know, a, 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 a wonderful family, nothing wrong with them. Just, they just struggled financially disability in families is a big thing and nobody knows when that's going to happen to you. So um, a single mom, wonderful mama bear, and um, her son now is serving our country in the, uh, wow. the United States, I think, Air Force, I think. Wow. But anyway, um, those, and there's so many stories. Mm-hmm. One, one donor one year, her husband, um, he got very ill, and so they all decided, little kids now, can you imagine having a meeting with your Oof. kids and say, okay, we can't do December Christmas, so we'll have Christmas in January. So we came, you know, we helped mm-hmm. them out, and so that July... I went to my office and there was an envelope um, on my desk and it makes me want to cry. Um, and it, uh, it was a thank you card and a hundred dollar check from this lady saying we're on our feet now and thank you for helping us. Wow. So they had Christmas on Christmas and not January. They, I think they picked January like 10th or something, I guess when their checks were going to come in. Yeah. And so that's when they chose, but it was one little girl, like six. And then some older kids, teenagers, which you know they're, they mm-hmm. understand, mm-hmm. but the little six year old, you still got to have that feeling and that of love course. in your heart for Christmas. So what's that make you feel like being a part of this for so long? I mean, I, you're fighting back tears now just thinking of those stories, but that's got to, I mean, you're retired now. You could do anything you want. You could be on the other on a beach, beach in Italy somewhere if you wanted to at this point, right? No, uh, well, I, I, I think, I think is important. I was just telling Susan, your lady out here in the office is, you know, you have to have a purpose. You can't, I, I said, one of the things I didn't want to do is I want to get up every morning and, you know, don't put your makeup on, don't put your clothes on, you know, don't take your bath. And I think this gives me a reason and purpose because you got to have a purpose. You got to have a reason. And I think that's why sometimes they say don't retire because you die within a year or whatever. Ooh, you hear those yeah, stories. Yeah, well, and yeah. sometimes it does happen. And, you know, God, I hope that doesn't happen to me because I have a lot of work yet left to do. But nobody knows those things in life. And so... Um, you just do the best you can, and if you can make a small difference, and then you feel good in, about your life. It is amazing the the difference that you make one child at a time. Wanted to make sure that folks understand that these are Eastern Panhandle kids. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not just babies. You, the teenagers, you guys make sure you take uh, you know t- take care of them as well, and you don't have to have a large donation to help Mm-mm. no it doesn't and and that's why this thing every penny counts we started that project kathy bradley was somewhere and she was at, visiting somebody it was one of her family members who was sick and somehow or another in that that room that waiting room that she was listening to people and she came back from there and this is how it was started it was this idea of every penny counts is that you you just everybody does i think one time we had a traffic counter out here in front before we opened the bank over here and the the highway department whoever mm-hmm. monitors this said there was 17,000 cars a day that went by this King Street office yeah. so I thought just everybody give a dollar that went by this office and mm-hmm. nobody would be worse for the wear and we would meet our goals well um, you know of course your goal this year is thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars that's that's doable we've seen that of course happen um, but I think the listeners should know 
why you draw your line at, at wrapping. You don't wrap paper, uh, the presents anymore. <laughs> Neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first year, it was this huge room. And I went out. And I said, I asked a lady. I said, her name is Ada. She was a 211 um, it's a referral center that people call if they need help. So I said, what do you need? And she said, oh, it's just, it's just no hope. There's no hope. Just forget it. And I said, well, let me come out and see what we can do. So all these toys and all these things. I, we sent hundreds of dollars out to big lots to get Christmas bags. I said, I can't do this. So when Jan Callen, he was still here for United Way, he uh, said, Becky, would you do this in, in a more organized way uh, next year? I said, one condition. I am not wrapping. We, those, the people in the families can wrap those gifts. It was I, it was hundreds of gifts. And I mean, I was so tired of wrapping gifts. It was great. Oh. And it was like all my Christmas was done. Uh-huh. So that's why I thought, there's something I need to be doing. It was like this pulling on me. Said, there's something, Lord, I'm supposed to be doing. wonder what it is. And this is what it was. So that's a, the that was what the, one condition was is no no wrapping. So well, you gotta do what I do and just put everything in bags, bags and well, tissue I did paper. buy bags. We did buy mm-hmm. them, but but we went out to Big Lots and said, get all the bags you can get. So mm-hmm. yeah, we did. How can mm-hmm. fi- folks find out more if they want to donate or be part of this? Well, you can call me. Um, and my cell phone is three zero four six seven six four nine nine three. You can call me. Um, that's the bank cell phone they provide me for work. And or if you can stop at any of the city national bank offices, all of them know the program. Melissa Nott is a new replacement. She's doing a great job for me at um, at the bank. And so she's she knows what to do. Um, the United Way, the DHHR, there's so many people. You all, people call you all and ask mm-hmm. for direction. So um, we just have a lot of partners, and that's how it works. Um, it's I just kind of do all of this kind of thing. But mm-hmm. you all get the, the listening audience. You tell people what it's all about. And then um, United Way helps people call United Way off directly. So it's a partnership and it's working great. And that's what that's how our, why our community is so wonderful. You're exactly right. And uh, well, it's because of folks like you, Becky. So thank you for coming in and chatting with us and especially talking about Christmas cash for kids. And if you missed any of a conversation, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify page. We do have to get to our last break. We'll be back for more Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, part of the Panhandle story for 75 years. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm, Swing West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kapalik. You just missed Becky Linton. If you're just joining the show, talking about Christmas Cash for Kids over with City National Bank. It's always a very uh, a very cool, very important um, kind of uh, fundraiser, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, that City National Bank and Becky put on in uh, our sister station. Today's 97.5 is a big uh, partner with that, as are all of us, but they're really the biggest uh, over there. So, um Today's 97.5 on Facebook, and uh, their website will be a good resource. Of course, we'll be talking about it and probably be talking with Becky uh, as it uh, mm-hmm. rolls on. Yeah, I know I've got I've got her on the show for next month, and then usually we'll have her on for a last-minute uh, push as well. But um, obviously those uh, uh, drives by Olive Garden, really popular, because you're going to stop anyway. Yeah, Just they, throw they some have change you stuck in there. there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you've, you've got some new friends to the program listening? 
Oh, yeah. So uh, as I think listeners to Panhandle Lab would know that we love our coffee, and then I am always looking for a new coffee shop to go to, and uh, this is an unpaid ad, so if, uh, <laughs> if uh, Jared's listening, Jared's listening uh, maybe cover yours for a second. Uh, but downtown in the hub, uh, there's two different hubs. I think they're both now under the same management, I think. But there's the one that's on King Street and the one that's on... Queen. Right? Mm, no? Now, why am I forgetting the name? Stephen Street? Burke Street. Burke Street. Yeah, it's on Burke Street on the other side, like you're getting ready to go down okay. uh, out of town, down the hill. And uh, it's Espresso Bar, Martinsburg. Uh, I've stopped in a handful of times now. Probably stop in again today, if we're being honest, because uh, they just have great coffee. They have great pastries. I've showed you pictures of the pastries mm-hmm. and things, and they got the short rib, beef lasagna, short beef ribs lasagna, Amazing. and stuff like that. Got you covered um, breakfast and, and lunch. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And uh, I was down the other day, and I'm probably going to mispronounce his name. And if I see you down there again, uh, if you're tuned in now, if I see you down there a little bit later on, I will. We'll tell you that I have been practicing Italian and French on Duolingo, so I'm trying. Okay, I'm trying to figure it, it out. Hit us with it. But Gennaro, if you're listening, appreciate you, and uh, head on down and get your coffee down at Martinsburg or down at uh, Espresso Bar Martinsburg, uh, right off of uh, Burke Street, right next to the uh, you know where the hub. People know where the hub is down there. You, you got your your uh, breakfast, your coffee, your lunch all covered. Your plans for today, but you're also going to be at Captain Benner's this evening. Heck yeah, yeah. I'm going to run down and uh, get my coffee from Gennaro and then get all squared away because there's certainly a lot to talk about uh, when it comes to Shepherd Rams football. And of course, Ernie McCook's show is live every uh, Thursday at 7.30 from Captain Bender's Tavern in historic downtown Sharpsburg, Maryland. And uh, this is a big week because on Saturday, Marsha, it's the PSAC championship game. Shepherd going for their first one, believe it or not, in school history. Well, that's really because they joined in 2018. Uh, but first one in school history, and I think they got a pretty good chance taking on the uh, Crimson Hawks of IUP. Uh, but it's on the road because the West hosts this year. Next year, if uh, Shepard's in the same position, they will host the game. Uh, but it's shaping up to be a pretty good one. Uh, and hopefully, well, at least forecast is saying it should stop raining, but hopefully it stops raining uh, before then, and it'll just be cold. And of course, those broadcasts and Captain, our ex Captain, Coach Ernie McCook's show on 95.9, The Big Dog. But then tonight on this station. Yeah, we got you covered uh, for sports here the next couple of days. Of course, uh, like March was saying, 95.9, The Big Dog at 730 is the Ernie McCook show. Also at uh, on Saturday uh, for the Rams game, we'll have your play-by-play on 95.9, The Big Dog with pregame show starting at 2 p.m. Kickoff is at 3 p.m. But tonight... Uh, oh, and goodness, we're almost out of time. And tonight, uh, we do have our Panhandle Game of the Week. It's Musselman and Wheeling Park in the first round of the playoffs. And this uh, that's going to be a really, really special game. So make 7 sure o'clock pregame. The kickoff is at 7.30. That's right. Right here on WPM and WCST with uh, Luke Wiggs and Parker Stone. So uh, tune into a little Captain Bender's Ernie McCook show. Then turn into a little uh, WPM Panhandle Game of the Week. We uh, certainly got you covered, that's for sure. But for Marsha, I am Jordan. This has been Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Hoppy's next, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too.